Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Download the app now and use code JOHN. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N, John, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-78-977 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Monday night, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hopefully everyone had a good couple days. Just witnessed the 49ers get shellacked by the Ravens. We're going to dive into that. Purdy, MVP, adios. Obviously, some other games today. The Chiefs are in shambles. The Raiders, Antonio Pierce. Is he going to just be the next head coach of the Raiders? And uh, the Eagles. I'd say it's safe to say they kind of held on today. Ugly win, but hey, when you've lost three straight games, you needed to win. They got to win, so we'll dive into some of that. Some news yesterday on the Jets and their coach and GM coming back and a couple other things. Seattle with a nice win in Tennessee yesterday. I watched a lot of that game. Kind of a weird week. It really throws you off. I kept thinking today is like Sunday, but it's actually Monday. It's just very bizarre, the whole the whole thing. Uh, but holidays on, on weird days, we'll do that to you. And the game plan is I'll probably have some mailbags out this week. I'm at my mom's house for the next couple days, and I'll be back in Arizona on Thursday morning. So we'll just we'll figure out. If there's a will, there's a way. And I got 
I got my equipment here, so we'll be firing out some pods. And yeah, so that, that's probably the game plan. It'll all be up on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And if you're listening on Collins Feed, make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out feed. Appreciate everyone that has. But first, you know what I got my brother for Christmas? I got him floor seats at a concert in early January in Sacramento. And he's like, where'd you get these? I'm like, where do you think I got them? I went to my smartphone, and I downloaded a little app called Game Time. And then when I bought the tickets, I used the promo code John and saved a little coin. That's because I was in the giving season. And my friends at Game Time have been taking care of me all year long, just like they've been taking care of you. Get a pair of tickets to concerts, comedy shows, football games, basketball games, hockey games, you name it. Just download the Game Time app. Very, very easy to do. And use the promo code John. Save $20. I I think I had the best present this morning. Uh, all because of my friends at Game Time. So, Game Time, download it, promo code John. Let's face it. This was a really, really big game. These two teams with the best records in the NFL, especially the way they were currently playing, were viewed as, you know, the top two teams in the NFL. And anytime you get a matchup like that, you know, the home team is going to be favored. And the 49ers weren't just favored. They were almost a six-point favorite going into this game. Rightfully so. Because you know what the 49ers are really good at? is being the bully. And one thing, when they play Dallas, when they played Philadelphia, when they play Pete Carroll, they get to bully and shove them around. Well, they've been bullied now twice. And you learn this lesson, I don't know if your kids do, but we did when I was kids. The only way to take down a bully is to hit the bully square in the nose. Hit him right in the teeth. You gotta bully the bully. Well, the 49ers aren't used to getting shoved around. They're not used to not being the most physical team on the field. And luckily for them in the NFC, Detroit, Dallas, Philly, I mean, these aren't physical defenses. They aren't built like bullies. That's not the way they operate. But twice this year, the Niners have four losses. Two of them, Kirk Cousins lit them up like a Christmas tree. Joe Burrow looked like he was the MVP of the league. The other two games in Cleveland and then today against Baltimore, they got shoved around. They got shoved around like they weren't the bully, like the other team was the more physical, tough team. Why? Because Cleveland and Baltimore clearly are two of the better defenses in the NFL. And Baltimore specifically. Baltimore is not as sexy as their numbers look when you look at their personnel. You're like, well, they don't have like a historic edge rusher. Roquan Smith's a really good player, but not Ray Lewis. Uh, Like Kyle Hamilton a lot, I I wouldn't put him in Ed Reed's category yet. But as a unit, like they had the number one scoring defense in the league for a reason. One, they tackle really well. They tackle very hard. And physically up front, I mean, their guys are fucking massive. They got Jadavion Clowney looking like a pro bowler. And like I said, the the two linebackers make a bunch of tackles. Their DBs all fly around. Hamilton's a good player. There's a culture and an ethos in that organization where when they play a team like the 49ers, who most people view as one of, if not the most physical team, Baltimore doesn't look, you know, like we're the inferior opponent. It's why they kind of talk shit all week long. Like, it's kind of crazy that we're this huge underdog against these guys. Like, what have these guys won? A lot of regular season games the last couple of years, they've won some playoff games, but not in the AFC, right? So, to me, Baltimore came in today and shoved and threw them around and honestly embarrassed them and made Brock Purdy look fucking awful. And anyone tomorrow, and I saw this a lot with uh, people online on the X Twitter.com, a lot of 49er fans, they're like, oh, his tips, his passes were all tipped. Well, he threw a red zone interception 
which Rich Gannon once said on a broadcast, a coach told him it's the equivalent to killing a baby. A red zone interception beside a pick six is the worst thing you can do as a quarterback. And he had one that was that was obviously tipped right in front of him. Another one that was quote-unquote tipped, he threw across his body, which you're allowed to freelance and make plays when you're playing the Arizona Cardinals, when you're playing Jamal Adams, who, you know, couldn't cover anybody. When you're playing a team like this, an elite defense who has high-end players at every position, you have to play smart. You have to be careful with the ball. So when you are freelancing and keeping a play alive, no problem with that. Making a decision to throw late across your body, that's on you, champ. And even Troy Aikman said that. And tonight, like, let's face it, I I thought Brock Purdy had no issue with him in the MVP mix and potentially getting it. Now, I've also, part of the argument is, like, there's not like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, 45 touchdown guy this year, right? If there was, we wouldn't even be having this argument. It's arguably the worst class MVP-wise based on statistics and just looking around the league that I can remember in my adult life. So it's kind of a skewed argument to begin with. Right? We're not saying like, well, Mahomes about to throw 50 touchdowns and you know, Rodgers just led the Jets to 13 wins. He threw 43, but give it to Brock Purdy. That's not the conversation. Right? It's like, well, Lamar statistically is really down. A team's good. Defense is awesome. Uh, you know, Tyreek, you give it to him, no problem. Josh Allen, uh, well, after that pick he threw on Saturday, probably not. Right? So it's the class is bad. But after he does that tonight, like, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't vote for him. Like that that was bad. He he looked overwhelmed. And he's looked overwhelmed twice this year, and it happened against high-end defenses. And it's my argument with Brock Purdy all the time. If you've watched him this year, he's been freaking awesome. He's been damn good. Would I give him $200 million at the end of the season? Of course not. He's in year two. Like, let's let this thing play out. Let's let him continue to see how he looks against good teams. And luckily, they benefit a lot because in the NFC, they don't see a lot of Baltimore and Cleveland defenses. Even Kansas City, Kansas City's defense is good. They don't play those type teams. The NFC's defenses are awful. I watched Dallas yesterday, which the NFC East, like on the line, couldn't get a stop to save their life after they took the lead. The Eagles' secondary is abysmal. Awful. I I have a lot of uh, respect for Raheem Morris and what the Rams have done. Like, they got a couple high-end players. (laughs) Let's, Let's pump the brakes. They're not exactly the 85 Bears. It's not a great defensive conference. So when you put Purdy against the Browns on the road in Baltimore tonight with the entire country watching, he got rocked. He got, Now, then the team kind of fell apart, injuries. But tonight was, and listen, when you see this coaching matchup, John Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan, both guys are $15, 20000000 million salary guys, uh, both two of the higher paid guys in the league. John Harbaugh is CEO, right? He doesn't call the defense, doesn't call the offense. Got a staff. And the staff's really high end. Mike McDonald, his uh, defensive protege who went to Michigan, he hired back to be his defensive coordinator to uh, replace Wink, is a, is a fucking stud. If he was an offensive guy, he'd be a lock head coach. But because he's a defensive guy, you got some hurdles. Munkin, the dude that was with George the last couple years now, has been awesome for Lamar. His coaching staff tonight, like those two guys, and clearly Harbaugh, you know, he's a big like swing swords and stuff, like motivation guy. He's got all sorts of curveballs. Had his team motivated, and his two coaches... The offensive and defensive coordinators ran circles around Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes. Tonight was a clinic. Anyone that says, well, just a couple tip balls, bullshit. What I witnessed for 55 minutes of that game was one team working the other. Now, that doesn't mean the 49ers have no chance to win the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean the 49ers stink. It means tonight, against another high-end team that they easily could see in the Super Bowl, they got worked. 
And one problem is, and listen, I always say this about Kyle because he can get very run heavy, which I, in a weird way I appreciate because it's kind of a throwback, but it's very different than most coaches, you know, franchises operate in 2023. But Aikman talked about, like, you go into a game, they asked him, thinking it's going to be high-scoring shootout or like a low-scoring, you know, slugfest. And he's like, I go into the game thinking it's going to be kind of a lower scoring. You can tell right away what Kyle thinks your weaknesses are. And tonight, for whatever reason, he was obsessed with throwing the ball, which is a little out of character. Usually he loves to run the ball, establish the run. Tonight it was like, I'm going to sling the pill, I'm going to sling the pill, I'm going to sling the pill. Here's the problem. Trent Williams, who, knock on wood, I hope he's okay. Uh, it might have just been like a little dinged up, get him out of there. We're, we're down by 20-plus points in the fourth quarter. Like, what are we doing here? This guy's very important to us. But he thought he could throw on him. Here's the problem. Beside Trent, it's going to be very difficult for those offensive linemen to straight-up block Baltimore's front. Like I said, this ain't Seattle. This ain't Arizona. This is a high-end Super Bowl-level defense. And they were working him up front. Working him. And Purdy started getting hit, started getting rattled. And listen, for the first time in a long time, he looked like a guy who whose confidence was a little shaken. And they'll say whatever they want after the game. I, I understand. Listen, I support the guy if I was, you know, Debo or any of those, Kyle. But, like, if you just watch Brock Purdy play this entire season, he's been rattled a couple times. One time he had a concussion in Minnesota. The other time was Cleveland when they were throttling him. I mean, throughout the game. It was a tough environment. It would have been hard for any quarterback. Right? Peyton Manning would have been hit hard. Like, it's, it's difficult. Playing high-end defenses is what separates the good from the great. Right? You watch Lamar tonight, like... Dude's got a lot of pitches. Dude's pretty seasoned. Dude's seen it all. He's a much better passer now. He's so under control as a runner. Like, Lamar has become a very, very complete player. Which, even when he won the MVP, you saw him get exposed in the playoffs. Like, this is a guy who, I mean, they're going to be, the they should win the AFC. Because he's that good. And this is the other dumb part about the argument. Like, arguing Purdy has an MVP season, no one's saying he's, like, more talented than Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. We're just talking about the season. And so far, up to this game in the season, he had been fucking awesome, beside a couple little moments. Tonight was bad. Tonight was, you know, it, 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 I don't know if it just completely discounts you, but I saw he's no longer the betting favorite. Uh, it was ugly. And they got rocked. But to me, when he gets rocked, that's also on the coach. Because it's like, well, you know, the coach runs it all. Okay, the coach is running it all. Mike McDonald, who's been a defensive coordinator in the NFL now two years. Kyle, you've been an offensive coordinator in this league for 15 years. <laughs> like, we're, Are we playing chess? Because they were, and it looked like you were, like, I don't know. It was weird. It was a very weird performance. And defensively, you know, they were put in some tough spots with some of the turnovers, but not their best effort. Now, running quarterbacks, I hear this a lot in, like, Ninerland. Running quarterbacks give the Niners trouble. Yeah, running quarterbacks, when they're playing well, give everybody trouble. Lamar Jackson, when he's playing well, is a tough guy to play. So, to me, it's just, listen, uh, the defensive line has to dominate, and when they don't, no different than the Eagles. Now, the Niners' back seven is better than the Eagles, but when you are a very defensive line-oriented team, uh, you got to pepper that quarterback. And they had a couple times where they were all over Lamar, and he kind of wiggled away. And he went on to make a play, either with his legs or with his arm. And tonight was a coaching mismatch, a player mismatch. You know, the final score looks a little closer. Like, I, I don't do hollow points you know, in, in late blowouts. You know, Derek Carr has made a career of this, throwing a bunch of yards, putting up a bunch of points when you're down like 20 in the fourth quarter and you end up losing. You're like, oh, they only lost by eight. Yeah, it's not, that's not the game we witnessed. 
Uh, so that, there was a lot on the line tonight. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens now, let's face it, they, they are a Super Bowl team. They're a team that when you talk about them, they can win the Super Bowl. I don't think I was quite there yet, but after you watch tonight what they just did on the road, one, to me, they're going to be the favorite in the AFC. And two, it's just, I, I, I just, they kind of got it all, right? They can run the ball. Their quarterback obviously can do it all. Um, you know, the, the weapons on offense, adding Zay Flowers has taken them to another level. Beckham's solid. And defensively, they're just really good. And we know how well coached they are, well motivated. The other thing is, like I said early, why they, why the 49ers struggle when they don't get to be the bully. When they shove you around, they, they can just engulf you. They just start kicking you on the ground. Well, when if they start kicking you on the ground, you just get up and you start kicking them back. It kind of throws them off. And that's what Cleveland and that's what Baltimore have because they're tough. They're physical. And it's why I wouldn't want to play. Listen, obviously, you know, the Ravens quarterback situation is a little bit better than Flacco. But that shit works in the playoffs. You know, you get these ugly games. You get these grimy games. And when you're just the toughest guy, you know, in the stadium, and they got 11 of them on the field at all times. I mean, that's just a tough team. I don't know. I, I, I don't see how they especially if they get the number one seed, how they don't win the AFC. You know, because we'll talk about Kansas City now. And, you know, congrats to Baltimore. That was that was Harbaugh, Lamar, the defense, Mike McDonald. That, that, that was impressive. It really was. If I'm a Ravens fan right now, too, I'm, I'm thinking Vegas, baby. When is the Super Bowl? I'll see you there like Monday of that week. I'm going to go hang because we going to the bowl. That's, that's what I'd be feeling right now. And that's not what Chiefs fans are feeling. And uh, I, I was I was in a lot of pain this morning, sick, dehydrated, not really sure what I got, but I, I was struggling. And I was lying there in bed with the iPad watching that game, thinking, "This is crazy. This is they're really going to lose to the Raiders." And for a little while, they were getting their ass kicked. And then he throws the pick six to to Jack Jones, the dude uh, Antonio Pierce coached in high school, who was really good for the Patriots a couple years. Like that guy's a player. He's had back to back. Games with pick sixes. He just makes plays. I, I like that. I know he's got some you know, red flags off the field. But if you can keep that guy on the straight and narrow, the Chiefs offense is just not this like, oh, it's, we got to fix the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense is what it is. It's not very good. They're a good defensive team. They have a good head coach. They have a ex, you know extremely talented and historic quarterback who's won MVP, Super Bowls. But one, he didn't play well today. And two, offensively, like, they just don't score points. Like, that's just a fact. You just watch them. They struggle to score. They're not playing Al Davis, John Madden's Raiders here. You know, beside Max Crosby, you should be able to score 20 points at home, no problem. And it was just really, really difficult for them to move the ball. And it has been all season. And whether it's the young wide receivers beside Rice have not stepped up, whether it's Kelsey getting kind of old, whether their offensive line is kind of underachieving a little bit, whether it's Pacheco, who got you know injured today, who's who's a good player, but when their quarterback, like in the the way the offense is currently constructed in Kansas City, where it's going to be difficult, like the Tyreek Hill days are done. Travis Kelsey in the prime of his career is is behind us. If Patrick Mahomes is going to play bad, you're fucked. Like you could lose to probably twenty to twenty five teams in the NFL because defensively you're good. Like defensively. The Raiders did not complete a pass in the second, third, or fourth quarter. Think about that. It's the first time a team has won when they did not complete a pass in the final three quarters since, like, the 05 Giants when Eli did it in a rainstorm in, like, Wembley in Europe. So it's, it's, it's crazy that they were able to win. Google the quarterback for Aiden O'Connell's stats today. 
go to the box score. I guess, wait, this team won and kind of easily? <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty nuts. The Chiefs are good on defense. Like, they're not giving up a lot of points. Even today, they're not even allowing balls to be completed. Seven of those points were the DB scoring on Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes easily could have thrown another pick that was overturned. That was pretty damn close that, you know, him and MVS just clearly aren't on the same page. And he threw it right to a DB. And the dude, you know, I guess it hit the ground. But it was an awful, awful, it was the type of stuff that scrubs throw. And I think sometimes you lose your confidence. You stop playing well. You start forcing it. Clearly, they've been very frustrated as a group. But, like, Kansas City is just not, is pretty average right now. And to me, they could, the good thing with them is their defense is good. They could win a couple close games in the playoffs and be in the AFC Championship against the Ravens. They also could lose in the first round. Uh, they, they also could lose in the first round. I'll probably pick them. To me, they feel this year like a second-round team. Like I'd be a little stunned if they lost at home in the first round. I don't see them going far. I mean, it's technically, they could still lose the division if they lose the last two weeks and the Raiders win the last two weeks. That's not going to happen. They'll, they'll win the division. But they're going to be 10-7. and seven. They're going to be limping into the playoffs. And I think a lot of people are going to bet against them. I, I, I really do. I, I, depending on the matchup, I, I definitely wouldn't bet against them at home in the first round. But I could see myself betting against them in the second round, especially if they had to go to Baltimore. Uh, you know, I, I actually think they could match up pretty well against Miami because they played good defense, right? So they, they would just kind of keep the keep it a low-scoring game. And that's how they're going to have to win. If they're going to win playoff games, it's going to be like 19-17. to 17. Right, twenty-three to seventeen. Like the scores are not going to be; they're not scoring thirty-plus points. Those days are over. So that that was shocking, stunning to watch the Niners get their ass kicked, and stunning to watch the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. Who I think we Hunter Mahan, uh, PJ Tour golfer, going to be a media star, stud, Oklahoma State guy, tweeted at me today that is Antonio Pierce the next Dan Campbell. And I said this the moment Mark hired Antonio Pierce. He wants to hire Antonio Pierce. He does not want to go through another coaching search. He's taken some big swings, like with Gruden, it failed. He went through a big coaching search and landed on Josh McDaniels. That was an utter disaster. And now he has this guy who's you know from Southern California who takes not just takes a lot of pride in the Raiders. Grew up a Raider fan. Like that shit means a lot in the walls of the Raiders. And he's proven to be pretty solid. And the players really like him. And today was impressive. Like, that that was a team on Christmas, on the road. It's funny, whenever they call Raiders-Chiefs a rivalry, it's like, yeah, not, not since Andy Reid showed up. But he, today was. And they were ready to play. And they took it to him. And defensively, they've been really good. And he's a defensive coach. Now, obviously, if they did keep him, who his offensive coordinator is going to be? Where's he going to get a quarterback? Uh, they still would have a lot of questions, but I, I think he's trending to be the head coach. And if he can end the season, they're what six and eight. So now they're seven and eight. You know, if he could end eight and nine, I I, I think right now after today, uh, I, I would bet on Antonio Pierce becoming the next head coach of the Raiders. It, it's an easy kind of uh, you know take a deep breath for Mark. He made a mistake a couple years ago, the year Gruden got fired in the middle of the season. Rich took over, led him to the playoffs, and he kind of overreacted and didn't keep him and went to Josh McDaniels, which obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but it was the wrong decision. I just don't think you get in the same situation a couple years later 
a guy that's well-liked, the players are begging for. Same deal with Rich. All the star players like them. No different than right now. All the good players on this team like him. Clearly, he's a high-level football guy. Tom, he's bringing. I don't think he's doing this randomly either. He's Tom Coughlin's been out in Vegas. Marvin Lewis is a close friend of him. Has been out in Vegas with him. I think trying to like he's leaning on those, showing Mark. Like, he's taking this very, very seriously. He was in tears today, basically after the win. I, I fully expect Antonio Pierce, unless they get destroyed these last two weeks, which is hard to see, to be the next head coach of the Raiders. Now on the Eagles, the talent mismatch of the Eagles and Giants is as wide as the Grand Canyon. There's a reason, and the stat came up today, that the Giants have not beat the Eagles or the Cowboys since Brian Dayball took over. Those two teams have owned them. Why? There's a giant gap in players. That's why I was so confident last year in kind of pounding the table for Brian Dayball to be the coach of the year. I'm like, I don't think people realize how shitty his roster is. Now, he doubled down kind of on that roster with Daniel Jones, and it's backfired, and the Tommy DeVito thing clearly came to a screeching halt. He's benched out of halftime. They go to Tyrod Taylor. But today was a good example. Like, I don't think the Eagles are really playing that well. I just think the talent when they play that team, it's just too hard for the Giants to overcome. And they still almost overcame it, right? They got a kickoff return fumble that they immediately score a touchdown. They hit a late bomb from Tyrod Taylor. Like, they, they, they had some explosive plays, but they're still not quite good enough. There was one play that was kind of the dagger where Jalen was scrambling around like a third and 15 and hit A.J. Brown for a huge gain. They kind of shifted the momentum, then they ended up scoring with DeAndre Swift, and it turned out to be the, you know, the difference in the game. But when you watch the Eagles, and this is why, speaking about the Niners, the Niners are so much more physically tougher than the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's why when they played those two teams, they destroyed them. But the Ravens, for example, like it's you can't play them like that. They hit you too hard. They tackle too well. And you watch the Eagles back seven, they don't cover that well, and they're just not that physical. And it really shows in these games. Now, they have so much offensive firepower. I mean, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift is a really good player. Jalen, to me, looked a little healthier today. His arm looked lively. He was running the ball really well. They're, they go like seven deep at offensive linemen. Like they, Their guards get injured. It's like another guy could be a starter. Like God, they're, they're just deep. Uh, and the tight end's a stud. Offensively, they are just so talented. I, I just don't think their defense is good enough. And ultimately, it wasn't quite good enough last year. But it was clearly playing at a much higher level than it was this year. So, you know, the Eagles had to win today. That If they would have lost today, cross my mind, like, would they fire Nick Sirianni if they just lose the Giants at home on Christmas? Uh, they, they didn't. Uh, and everyone got to smile. You get a win on Christmas. But I, I, I do think they are very, very vulnerable going into the playoffs. And depending on their matchup, I mean, their defense can give up a lot of points. You can really. What Kyle Shanahan thought he could do against the Ravens, you can't. You can throw on the Eagles relentlessly, and their guys just aren't going to be able to cover you. And if you get a little space, their guys are going to miss tackles. And if, if their defensive line is not getting home, your quarterback could throw for 350, 400 yards. If you got good wide receivers, they could go off. And it's hard to win in the playoffs in 2023 in a passing league when that is your huge weakness it's pass coverage. Big plays. <laughs> you know, it's really difficult. Too many teams. Just look at the NFC. It's why the Cowboys lit them up a couple weeks ago. Because they have a good passing game, in theory. Not the other day. But you know, the Lions. Lions are stacked with offensive weapons. So are the 49ers. So it's even the Rams. I mean, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Like They're going to throw the ball with Matt Stafford. So I, it's just not fixable. There, there is no scheme that you can use 
to overcome the holes when your guys can't cover. <clears throat> it's impossible. The, 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 I don't care how much zone defense you play. Eventually, I'm going to get your guy in a situation where he has to run with my guy. And their guy simply can't do that right now. And it's not something you can fix in the middle of December. right? That, that's an off-season project, which, which I would expect them to do a lot of rehabilitation to the secondary. Obviously, they got some young players coming up. Uh, but, you know, the Bradbury Slay situation, those guys are just older. And, you know, you, you know, that's the hard part about football, right? It comes fast. You don't totally know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you're like, God, this guy's a step slower. He was just good last year. It's like, happens like that. Uh, it's the hard part of talent evaluation. It's the hard part about being a general manager in the NFL because a guy can look really good for three straight years. And you're like, let's give this guy another contract extension. Then all of a sudden you do it and he's not the same guy. And it's not because of lack of trying. It's not because of lack of work ethic. It's not because of lack of studying. It's like he just lost a, you know, a half second on his 40. And he now no longer can run with the wide receivers. So, yeah, man. I, I, that was crazy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. A couple other things I wanted to touch on was the Jets yesterday. Woody Johnson, I guess this would have been 
What day would that have been? It came out Saturday, Sunday morning. I'm all screwed up. It came out Sunday morning that he talked with someone at the New York Post and said that everyone was coming back. Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and that those guys, you know, he, he thought they had made some positive strides. And I'm I'm getting a little workout on, well, I'm, I'm thrown off now. It would have been Sunday, watching Jets uh, Commanders. And Commanders come storming back. And I keep thinking, the number one thing the Jets hang their hat on, because offensively, for the majority of the season, they've been awful. Like I think they went like 12 of like their 15 games where they scored one touchdown. One offensive touchdown. Yesterday they scored a couple more, but for the most part, offensively, they haven't been an embarrassment. Well, defensively, if you just listen to casual people talk about them, they're discussed like one of the better defenses. Yet whenever I watch them play, it's the last two weeks. Dolphins lit them up like Christmas tree two weeks ago with Tyreek out. Jacoby Brissett and the Washington Commanders, who are awful, moving the ball at will against them in a drive for basically their season, right down, scored a touchdown. It's like, I don't even know how good they are at defense. Now, they have a couple good players here and there, but basically, and Colin asked me this a couple weeks ago, like, what would you do? Well, I, I know what's going to happen. They're going to bring him back because they're just going to say, well, because of Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers coming off, he's 40 years old, off a torn Achilles, which somehow he almost healed in like four months, is going to save this franchise? Seems borderline impossible to me. Like I think they have so far to go. I don't even think they are remotely close to being good. Now, obviously as bad as they are this year, but I picked them to be a playoff team this year when I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be healthy. I don't know if they would have been a lock to make the playoffs if Aaron Rodgers had been healthy all season. I, I, I really don't. Their offensive line's too bad. Uh, the coordinator's not good enough. So, I don't know, man. That seems kind of crazy to me. I was thinking about this when Seattle beat Tennessee in a crazy kind of walk-off touchdown uh, to DK Metcalf in the corner of the end zone. And the Rams obviously won on Thursday night. My, my argument was going to include Kyle Shanahan, but he got punked. Now, John Harbaugh makes, you know, 17, 18, 19 million dollars. Between Kyle, Pete Carroll, and Sean McVay, that's probably 45 to 50 million dollars in coaching. And the, the NFC West, more than likely, is going to get three teams in the playoffs. Rams are going to make it, Seattle's going to make it, and obviously the 49ers have already clinched. This is why I'm so hard on Dean Spanos and the coaching situation with going cheap on coaches. Because like Seattle, listen, they'll probably be one and done. But like these last couple years, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you can take a lot of pride. My team won 18 games. Majority of the games I got to watch, we had a chance to win. We were in them. We won a lot of them. So I was like, you would have been better off what? If you're nine games, you're not going to win like two, so you're never going to be drafting that high. Being like six or seven and drafting 10th? No, you would always much rather be competitive. It's the best part about football. Waking up on Sunday and having a competitive football team. And Pete Carroll's brought that. And obviously Sean McVay has brought that too. But why do Seattle and why do the Rams get this? Because they pay for it. Both guys, two of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, can take random players, turn them into awesome players, take mid-round picks, turn them into impact guys, and take like hot... And listen, part of the reason Seattle has turned it around is because the Russell Wilson trade, right? So whenever I see this, would they have been better off with the Russell Wilson? I don't know. I watched Russell Wilson against Belichick get fucking worked over Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve. <laughs> I mean, that was... I, 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 Russell Wilson, to me, is anyone arguing for him is like... Obviously was a huge fan of him, which I was too. 
is like holding out hope that that's ever coming back or he's going to be like, he's, he's the average as the day is long. And when you factor in his money, it's below average because of what you're paying him. Right. And so when I watch Geno Smith play, like he's not great either, but what's the gap between those two guys? Well, the gap financially is gigantic. <laughs> and it's like, I can win just as many games with Geno as I can with Russ. And our, you could argue with the cohesion and how much everyone likes each other, I can win more. My team is closer together. So just just a massive, massive win uh, for the amount of money getting paid right now in the NFC West. There's a reason these teams are not just being competitive but going to the playoffs because they don't go cheap. You know, p- Part of the reason the Eagles went after the Arizona Cardinals for tampering because they wanted to give Vic Fangio $5 million a year to be Nick Sirianni's defensive coordinator. They had planned on him making him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. But Jonathan Gannon kind of screwed him over in the Arizona. They messed with him. And Vic, Vic walked because to Miami, where he's the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> so it's like, are you willing to do everything possible? When I hear the Spanoses, who are clearly leaking out, they're very offended that people are calling them cheap. Look at this. Look at how much they pay the players. If your argument ever is in the NFL, look how much we pay the players. You're a fucking clown. Everyone pays the players. This is not baseball. Everyone has player money. It's called the television contracts. What about our new practice facility? Nobody cares. No one has any clue where teams practice in the NFL. This is not college football. How much do you pay the things that we do pay attention to? The coaching staff. Well, consistently, you're on the lower end. So like that's why everyone rips on you. Not because you have this beautiful practice facility. Nobody cares. The Raiders have had the nicest practice facility in the NFL since they moved to Vegas. We all make fun of them because they lose games. Like You're judged on winning and losing and coaches. No one cares how awesome your practice facility is. So... Yeah, I just think that um, big big year for the NFC West, getting three teams in there. That's that's for sure. And we'll end on this. My uh, Morgan and Morgan player that made it look easy. I think this is an easy one. I saw a stat yesterday after the Tampa Bay Bucks killed Jacksonville that Baker Mayfield has a 10, uh, 10 touchdowns and one interception in the month of December. And obviously Tampa's playing really well. I got news for you. They're going to beat the Saints next week, and they're going to win the division. And honestly, they have some positive momentum going into uh, into the playoffs. They, they've been really impressive. They really have. And offensively, uh, Mike Evans and Baker look really in tune. Defensively, like I give Todd Bowles credit, like they, they're just they look like just a pretty well run, buttoned up operation. But Baker Mayfield, I'll never forget. Uh, Colin thought he should retire and just go work in in college football and just you know be like a Joel Klatt. And I said, even if he's a disaster, which I expect him to be, I thought Tampa was going to be terrible. I thought the Rams were going to be terrible. They're both going to the playoffs. Even if you're a terrible NFL player, you can always go do stuff on college football. It doesn't matter. But Baker's been pretty solid. And I get asked a lot in the mailbag how much Baker and what Tampa's going to do this offseason. I could see them, you know, maybe like a two-year contract, like two years, $40 million, guarantee like 20 25 if your Baker gives you kind of a little landing spot, gives you some solid money, it'd be pretty easy. Maybe he'd want more than that. Uh, he's making $4 million this year. It's not like you'd give him $30 million, but he's probably worth more than 10 or $15 million. It's kind of a weird spot. You know, it's kind of, I would imagine some of the comps will be like Geno, even Daniel Jones. He'd probably end up getting more money than I think, actually, now that I say it out loud. I don't know if Tampa would give him Daniel Jones money. But whatever the Geno contract is, I definitely could see Baker getting that. So that's more like $20, 25000000 million. Props to Baker Mayfield because he's 
taking Tampa. Uh, you know, last year they made the playoffs, but let's face it, that, that that was felt like a fake playoff team. This year making the playoffs, that they definitely feel like you know they're a real football team. It'd probably be one and done. I, I would imagine most people are going to bet on Dallas to beat them again in the first round, but they had a much better year this year, and a huge reason is Baker Mayfield making it look easy. So if you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash john or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's F-O-R, thepeople.com slash J-O-H-N. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.